Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos offense can find ways to have massive success against a struggling Chicago Bears defense. How might they do that? We take a look at the tail of the tape on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome into a brand new episode of Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Every single day you can get this podcast for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks so much for rocking with us. Today's episode of the show is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I'm Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports. And really one thing we're going to dive into on today's episode of the show, when you look at the tail of the tape here between where the Broncos offense is versus the Chicago Bears defense and vice versa, the Broncos defense against the Bears offense, the numbers are a little staggering here through three weeks here. But if you look at the tape, you look at the circumstances, and you look at where Denver's offense is at, they have a really good opportunity to take advantage of a Chicago Bears defense that is really struggling this season. We'll dive deeper into that on today's episode of the show, but let's get into some of our conversation starters here. A little bit of an appetizer to set the table for today's episode of Locked On Broncos, and that is our Thursday Broncos injury report. What do we get from Thursday's practice overall in Dove Valley? Well, let's take a look here at the injury report. Now for the Broncos, they've had some names added to the list over the course of the last couple of weeks here. But one thing to monitor here for Denver specifically, when you look at players who did not participate on Wednesday or Thursday, it was the same amount of guys, the same practice statuses. So the DMPs from Wednesday and Thursday overall for Denver, Josie Jewell dealing with the groin or hip injury designation, did not participate for two straight days. We'll see if he goes from DMP to limited here on Friday's practice. One thing is, been watching him on the side field. He's stretching. He's doing some good movements there. But as you talk about groin injuries, those are very complex or hip injuries. That's what the official designation is. It's tough to kind of decipher maybe where things are at, right? And I think in that hip groin area, they call it the adductor or something like along the lines of that. You got to be careful with your movement because you can make good progress, kind of like a hamstring. You can make good progress and then suffer some kind of setback. You don't want to stretch it too much because then that could lead to if there's a tear, it could tear even further. But so far from what I've seen, Josie Jewell moving well but did not participate for two straight days. Friday's practice will be big if he's DMP on Friday. More than likely, we can make the assumption that he's going to be out for Sunday's game against the Chicago Bears, which would then mean that inside linebacker rookie Drew Sanders will likely get his first NFL start here in week number four. More than likely, I'd anticipate Alex Singleton moves to Mike linebacker. Drew Sanders would probably move to the wheel linebacker spot with Alex Singleton more than likely being the green helmet, the green sticker, calling the plays here for the defense. And look, the defense is going to have to bounce back in a big way. We'll talk about that a little bit later on here on the show. But Frank Clark continues to be a DNP. Now, we found out a little bit after Thursday, Frank Clark met with us, and he told us that he suffered a grade three tear of his groin and adductor. And that's really what's happened for him, what's held him out of action for the last several weeks. I mean, since that Raiders game there, and this was something that actually happened, I think, in a practice. So it was, I think it was the practice after the Raiders game, that first practice there was where we saw something like that happen here. But uh, he said he's probably not going to play this week against Chicago, but he anticipates he might be ready to go next week. 
against the New York Jets. So, hey, Denver could be getting some reinforcements back here as they get a little bit deeper on into the season. Obviously, they're going to need as much help as they can get on the defensive side of the ball. Mike Purcell dealing with the rib injury. Suffered that in the Miami Dolphins game this past weekend. Two straight days on Wednesday and Thursday, not participating overall in practice. Now, I think one thing we have to keep an eye on here with him is if he's out, keep an eye on P.J. Mustafer or you know some other like Tyler Lancaster getting an opportunity maybe as an elevation on game day to come up and help if that is the case with Purcell. I think Purcell so far through the first three weeks has been Denver's most consistent interior defensive lineman. That unit as a whole, though, has not gotten the push or the pressure I think is necessary for Denver to have success in so far in any of these three games here. And that's going to have to change over the course of the season if Denver's going to find their footing and try to turn this thing around from an 0-3 start. But Mike Purcell, Wednesday, Thursday, did not participate. Good news, though, as we talked about it on yesterday's episode of the show, Justin Simmons has been back at practice this week. Wednesday was limited. Thursday was limited. We'll see if he bumps up to a full participant during Friday's practice. But, I mean, all, all signs point to him playing here, making his return from a hip groin injury once again here this upcoming Sunday against the Chicago Bears. The back end of Denver secondary is going to need him because when you look at Chicago's weapons offensively, they do have DJ Moore, who we imagine Patrick Sertan will fall around a little bit. They do have Chase Claypool, who's had some success against the Broncos in the past, and they have to be able to account for the deep ball there. And obviously, they're going to have to stop the run. Justin Simmons, one of the best tacklers on the team here for Denver. So he was limited. Jerry Judy popped up earlier this week with a knee injury designation. He was limited for two straight days. I don't think this is anything that puts his status into Sunday's game into question here. I think we'll see both Justin Simmons. We'll also see Jerry Judy back in action here on Sunday as Denver looks to get their first win of the season. Two 0-3 football teams competing, fighting against each other. You have to dig down and find a way to get on track here if you are the Denver Broncos. A loss to the Chicago Bears amplifies the negative voices, the outside noise, and certainly it's not a good look for a team that is looking like they're really having a hard time moving the football or even scoring points in Chicago. So defense has to be on point. We'll dive a little bit deeper into that on today's episode of the show, but let's talk about the defense here for Denver real quick. We also met with Vance Joseph on Thursday following practice, and he was open. He reflected, and he took accountability for what the defense did this past Sunday, allowing over 70 points, allowing 726 yards, 10.2 yards per attempt, and he said, you know, it starts with me as a coach, and I, I get it. We we talk about it. It's ironic enough when we talked about Nathaniel Hackett last year, he always said it starts with me, but he didn't really say it starts with me. He says, that's that's my responsibility as the coach is to have these guys ready to play, and he says, I've got to fix it. I've got to fix it quick. Like, he knows he doesn't have a lot of time for things to continue to be the way that they are. So maybe some pressure out there from Sean Payton kind of putting it on him a little bit. Uh, but, you know, it's a good thing. Like, the NFL is so tough. Defense in today's NFL is so tough to coach. It's so tough to play. You're limited. But when you look at talent discrepancies, sometimes you look at what offenses are able to do in the run in the pass game. The Dolphins and 49ers are kind of cheat codes in the offensive side and how they run things schematically. And Denver just got punched in the mouth. They couldn't respond. And it was a rough experience and something that everybody's going to remember for quite some time. Broncos fans included that are watching this. But Vance, at least to taking accountability, and I think kind of acknowledging that he knows like, hey, He's feeling the heat right now, and rightfully so. It's his job to get the defense. I was really good last year for a great stretch of the season to get back to playing the level of football that they were doing last year that held them in games. Whereas if you look at where Denver's offense is and you look at what the defense did last year, if you give that Denver offense to them last year, Denver might win 11 games. You know what Denver's doing so far this year. So open accountability on that. And, and even uh, Joe Lombardi asked him a question about Javante Williams in the run game. 
And he said he's been really impressed. He's been pleased with how good those guys have run there and are hoping that they can find a way to get the run game going consistently and more so being able to use that later on in games. Last couple of weeks haven't really provided them the opportunity to do just that there. But Broncos country, one thing we're going to talk about in our tell of the tape, how can Russell Wilson and the Broncos offense capitalize against a struggling Chicago Bears defense? We're going to get that on today's brand new episode. Lockdown Broncos. Today's episode of Lockdown Broncos is brought to you by our friends over there at DoorDash. Need fresh groceries for the week, but don't have time to go to the store? Try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything that you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers as well. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered or we'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them yourself. You want even more value? You can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. With easy substitutions right in the app and best-in-class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONNFL at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and you enter code LOCKEDONNFL. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNFL for 50% off your first order at DoorDash. Today's episode of Lockdown Broncos is brought to you by our friends over there at Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to the next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events that are going on near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And it's easy, if you, especially if you want to get involved with something that's going on last-minute. Game Time is the place to be. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You want to take the misses out for a concert, a comedy event, or even the big game on Sunday? You can see exactly what your vantage point will be from the viewfinder inside the Game Time app. All-in prices show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. You can buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Once again, download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Once again, promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. We're breaking down the matchup. Denver Broncos offense versus the Chicago Bears defense here today on this episode of Locked On Broncos. But before we go any further, I want to give a huge shout out and say thank you to all of you everydayers out there who make this podcast your first listen of the day every single day, free and available everywhere that you can find podcasts. You can also watch us on YouTube. So we are so grateful, Cody and I, for your support of the show and for you just making us part of your day however you choose to do so so thank you for doing that you know you can always find lockdown broncos right here on the lockdown podcast network your team every day cody 
Denver Broncos offense versus Chicago Bears defense. I was talking to Lauren Cox, the host of Locked on Bears, and he was telling me when I was talking about the Broncos defense, he's saying, hey, you could pretty much just copy and paste everything you just said and just insert the Bears name over the Broncos name. Sounds like an opportunity potentially for the Denver Broncos offense to maybe take advantage a little bit here in this matchup. And we kind of teased it to open up the show here today that the Broncos offense and Russell Wilson, they could have massive success against this Bears defense because they're struggling at a very astronomical rate, similar to Denver's defense that you just mentioned. So let's take a look here. Yards per game. Now, when we look at this category, we're going to take a look at what Denver's offense is putting forth in terms of their yards per game offensively. What are the Chicago Bears giving up yards per game wise to opposing teams? Well, Denver, their offense is averaging 340.7 yards per game here. That's good for 50. 15th right now in the NFL in terms of offense, which, I mean, you factor in Denver hasn't really been able to get the run game going consistently, not by a product that they just can't do it, but that they've gone away from it or they've been trailing in the second half. I mean, the Miami game, Denver had to give up on the run, but the run game is there. The run game's working. A lot of their output is coming from the air, from Russell Wilson. Hasn't been an issue for them. I looked at the Chicago Bears injury report here this week. They have four defensive backs, Sarah, that are on the injury report. Three guys that were DMP so far throughout the week here, including Eddie Jackson. Uh, yeah, I, this could be an opportunity for Denver to air things out as we talk about. No, we'll get into to maybe you know some of the things they can take advantage of here but Chicago defensively they're allowing teams to amass 407.3 yards per game on average through the first three games of the season that's good for 29th right now in the NFL they're allowing big plays they're allowing teams to be very efficient against them and Denver has a chance here. Like I said, the offense hasn't been an issue, but we've seen Denver capitalize on some explosive plays downfield with one guy like Marvin Mims. Could this be a big week, a bounce back week for Corlin Sutton, Jerry Judy, and can the run game get going? I think Denver has all the opportunities here to do that, but they're going to have to put up points on the offensive side of the ball this week and hope that the defense can get some stops. Right, and the Chicago Bears have certainly given up a lot of points this year, although the Broncos have been middle of the road, just like their yards per game. They've averaged 23 points per game offensively, which, man, we'll take middle of the road after last season, won't we? Uh, the Chicago Bears allowing 35.3 points per game here in the early going. So the only reason they're not 32nd in the NFL in points allowed is because, well, the Denver Broncos gave up 70 points last week to the Miami Dolphins. So that's the only thing preventing the Bears from being the, the worst defense in the NFL right now. And obviously, I think that's something the Broncos can take advantage of. That means that the Bears are giving up five touchdowns per game on average. So the Broncos need to make sure they cash in on those red zone opportunities. They need to make sure they extend drives on third downs. And I think that's an area, Cody, where when you really break down these numbers, this is an area where I think they can exploit Chicago in a big way. Well, I feel like too, right? We always talk about sample size, three weeks. For, I think for both these teams, like, well, obviously you look at the weekly release packet, you look at the statistical rankings, there's some red, there's some areas where Denver's in the green, which is good, but it is very skewed through three weeks. Now, I think week eight is a real, okay, this is where these teams are at. This is who they are. We'll have a little bit more of a determining factor on that. But third down, you mentioned it. Denver's offense right now, when they're in third down situations, they're converting on 35.3% of their attempts right now, which is kind of in the bottom 
rank in the NFL. That's 24th overall for them. But when you look at where the Chicago Bears are defensively, they're allowing teams to convert at a rate of 60%. That for them defensively, they're 32nd in the NFL on third down. So I think for Denver this week, the big key for them is, okay, are your third down situations manageable, right? This is a defense in Chicago that gives up a lot of yards, a lot of points, and a lot of space. But can you find yourselves avoiding third and 10s, third and 15s? I mean, Denver found themselves in that a couple of times last week. But if Denver is good on third and short, let's say third and two, take advantage of that. You have Javante Williams. You don't necessarily have to find yourself in a passing situation. And I don't think it's a bad thing, but I think Denver's got to get back to the run game. And if you have third and short situations, pound the rock with your run game there. That opens things up in the passing game. And then it could lead to the Broncos somehow finding a way to get into the red zone more consistently. They were there several times last week against the Dolphins. Two touchdowns called back due to penalties. So that's a little bit of a pain point that would have impacted, I think, this metric here that we're going to talk about in the red zone for Denver's offense a little bit more favorably. Right. Broncos converting 45.5 of their red zone attempts into touchdowns is what that means, not just scoring, but into touchdowns. So that's 25th in the NFL, just like with third down conversion rate, kind of in the bottom fourth of the NFL. But Chicago, they're allowing teams to score a touchdown on 75% of red zone opportunities. And I think the those two stats are third down and red zone. Those are those are big indicators of one major thing for the Chicago defense that could really be a key for the Broncos in getting I don't want to say back on track offensively but they've had some you know they've had some bumps in the road in the first three weeks right it hasn't been like perfect they've been much better than last year but it hasn't been perfect by any means Chicago has one sack Cody this whole season in three games and I know we've talked about how bad the Broncos pass rush has been at times but man one sack in three games and they're not getting regular pressure either that's why you're seeing a high conversion rate on third down that's why you're seeing teams convert in the red zone. There's no pressure on the quarterback. So a big opportunity for the Broncos offensive line to, to make sure this is not a get right game for Yannick Ngakwe and our old friend Demarcus Walker there for the Chicago Bears. The Broncos pass protection has to continue to be on point against a Bears defense that struggles in, in, in getting pressure on the quarterback. If I'm not mistaken, last year, Demarcus Walker actually had a really good game against the Broncos. I think he was... Was he was he on Carolina or was he on Tennessee? Titans. I'm trying to remember. Titans. So yeah, he was on the Titans. He had a really big game against Denver, and it's like, wow, of course, like this is full circle here. And and look, I you know for Demarcus Walker, he's uh, you know, he gets a chance to take on his former team, but obviously the circumstances a little different. Vance Joseph used to be the head coach of Denver, right? Was a defense coordinator. Really kind of mismanaged Demarcus Walker's time in Denver by the position change, and unfortunately that hurt Walker's optics there. But hey, he's carved out a you know a role for himself. He had a great season last year for Tennessee and now he's in a position with Chicago, though they are struggling. And look, I think for both teams here, you can make the argument, they have to get right in this game, right? Denver has to get right. Sean Payton even said, we need a win. Chicago Bears, they need a win. So it's like, who wants it more, right? And I, I kind of made a joke this week on national television. I, I was on NBC in Chicago, and they said, what do you think the game's going to go? I said, a 0-0 zero, zero tie. Like maybe, maybe that's the point we're at. I'm being funny. I'm being tongue-in-cheek here, folks, but – this is Denver's offense, I think, has a really good opportunity to have a lot of massive success this week against Chicago's struggling defense. But the Chicago Bears offense is struggling themselves, but they get to take on a Broncos defense that is struggling. The Broncos country, we're going to take a look at the tail of the tape on today's episode 
Locked on Broncos. Today's episode of Locked on Broncos is brought to you by our friends over there at eBay Motors. And our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked on fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or you're scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Let's take a look at San Francisco 49ers quarterback, second-year quarterback, by the way, Brock Purdy. He's picked up where he's left off as a star rookie passer down the stretch last season with his sharp play style and Kyle Shanahan's diverse and loaded passing game this season. Purdy is playing well off of Christian McCaffrey's running ability and is delivering nicely through the red zone with his arms and legs. In Week 4, Purdy gets a favorable matchup at home against the Arizona Cardinals defense, even though that they're coming off of a victory against the Dallas Cowboys last week. Brock Purdy should manage multiple scores with a 250-plus passing yard performance as San Francisco builds an early big lead in what should be another blowout. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows that a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors, they've got it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Once again, check it out. ebaymotors.com here today to keep your ride or die alive. As we jump into the fourth quarter action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, real quick, just wanted to say thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day every single day. Denver is looking to get their first win of the season this Sunday in the Windy City, a battle between two 0-3 football teams here. Denver's defense, though, coming off of one of the worst performances in NFL history. Talking to a lot of guys in the locker room, Sarah, talking to some defensive guys, they said that, you know, they're they're pissed this week, you know, and rightfully so. They're disappointed at the outcome of last week, but they're using that as fuel this week. And, and look, I think this is an opportunity for Denver's defense to get right. The statistical rankings, though, don't provide a lot of promise when you look at the numbers. You look at all the red here. So let's talk about yards per game defensively. Denver, they're allowing teams to have success in the air. I mean, on the ground, they're allowing 458.3 yards per game. That is 32nd. That is bottom ranked in the NFL. Luckily for Denver, Chicago's had a very, very hard time moving the ball themselves. Right. Chicago averaging 250 yards per game offensively. Obviously, they're not super dynamic right now. I think they've got pieces in place, you know, a couple guys they like at wide receiver, running back, things like that. But really, the contention point, and, and we talked about it on the crossover Thursday episode, is with Justin Fields and the offensive scheme right now. Are they really scheming for him to have great success? Are they doing the things that he's best at, or are they trying to kind of force feed that pocket passer out of him? You know, I don't know. It kind of feels that way, but you see the results, 250 yards total per game, which is, I mean, it's 29th in the NFL, Cody, but if that number holds up, I mean, there's no way that's going to finish better than 32nd because that's really, really bad. Also, we can empathize with this. 
15.7 points per game being oh. averaged by Chicago through three games. That's just a hair below where the Broncos were at last year. Remember when they averaged roughly 16 points a game uh, offensively, and, and that was kind of like the cursed number. So it says to see it pop up week one was torturous. But look, Denver's defense, That this, if you're Chicago, you're thinking, boy, we could really get right this week. 100% because Denver is allowing 40.7 points per game, which obviously week three is going to skew that a little bit, but they are the worst scoring defense right now in the NFL. And look, I think teams are going to look to try to take advantage. And I, I think specifically here for Chicago Bears offense that really the last few weeks, there's been a lot of discussions about what they're doing wrong. Mismanagement is Justin Fields, the guy. I would say for me, I watched, I've watched some of the Chicago Bears thing. Like Justin Fields obviously is having some issues there. I don't think all of it are, you know, is entirely on him. I think a lot of it is coaching. Luke Getze comes from the Nathaniel Hackett tree, the LaFleur tree. And so it's kind of like you're seeing some similar things. They're, the receivers aren't creating a lot of separation, even though, hey, they got DJ Moore, who's super talented. And DJ Moore got the best a little bit last year, Patrick Sertan in the matchup that they had against the Carolina Panthers. So for me, I mean, Sarah. Like you're Chicago, you're like, all right, hey, this is a team that's given up a lot of yards or a team that's given up a lot of points. We're trying to find our footing here. This is the opportunity in the Chicago Bears mind to get right offensively against Denver. And if that were the case, it would be uh, very, very disappointing. It would be very, very toxic in terms of the discourse around Broncos country. So Denver's defense, they're going to have to dig down deep. They're going to have to find themselves and they're going to have to get back to playing the football, a little bit of the football they were playing last year defensively through a 10 week stretch. They just can't play how they did against the Miami Dolphins. And if the issues persist, Sean Payton is going to make a change quicker rather than, you know, I, I know people wanted it last week. And trust me, there's a great argument for it, but. This is something that will not slide. And look, Denver, I think defensively, you take a look at third down. They're allowing teams to convert on third down situations, whether it be by passing, running, or even penalty. This contributes to it at a rate of 43.4% right now. That's 21st in the NFL. Chicago's offense, they're really struggling on third down. And look, they've been in some third and long situations, some third and medium, but they're only converting 34.2% of their third down drives there on offense, which is good for 25th in the NFL. So... That's a pain point to keep an eye on here. But, you know, at the end of the day, Denver is hoping that they can keep the Chicago Bears out of the red zone. That's right, Cody. And in order to do that, I guess you got to get stops on third down, right? So thanks to the Miami Dolphins offense for rarely getting into those third down situations to keep that ranking in there in the 20s and not at 32nd or 31st or something like that. So, but when the Broncos defense has been in the red zone, Cody, I mean, it's a far cry from what we have seen in recent years where they've really tightened up in the red zone this year. 84.6% of the time they're allowing teams to convert red zone opportunities into touchdowns, which is 31st. Shockingly, in the NFL, somebody must have given up 100% of red zone opportunities, I guess. I don't know who out there has a worse... Is. Yeah, I don't know who it is who has a worse red zone defense at this point, but wait, boy, 85% roughly for the Broncos defense. That, does that just not, you, you got to kind of like take a drink of water or something? Like you splash some water in your face? Like, is this is this even real? 80, borderline 85%. Yeah, drink the sunscreen, do whatever you got to <laughs> do here. But look, the, the Bears 
they've got to be looking at this and saying, wow, I mean, our red zone offense has been pretty good this year. They're converting 60% of red zone opportunities into touchdowns and going up against a defense that's bordering on 85% of allowing touchdowns in the red zone. So the Bears have to be thinking, man, if we can just, if we can move the ball on a defense that gave up 730 yards last week, we can get into the red zone and we have a good package of plays there to take advantage. So gosh, that's a, that's kind of the worst nightmare, isn't it, for Denver Broncos? Broncos fans this week is that the Bears find a way to get right offensively, defensively, and the Broncos defense continues to struggle and and make it hard for their offense to stay in a game. See, one thing I wish that these statistics would kind of show us or tell us a little bit, right? You look at them being in terms of their offense being 13th in the red zone. You look at how many points they're scoring per game, though. So it's like, have they only had a couple of opportunities in the red zone so far through the first three weeks? And maybe that's why the number is a little bit higher for them. I mean, I'm very curious to see what that is. But you take a look at obviously some numbers in terms of key players to keep an eye on. Obviously, Justin Fields is their quarterback, but he's also their leading rusher. He has 109 rushing yards on the season. Then they have Khalil Herbert behind him at 93 yards, Johnson at 90. But then DJ Moore, 170 yards receiving. Cole Komet, 104 yards receiving as well. So we know, okay, hey, the top two receiving options for them, one's a receiver, one's a tight end. The third option is Herbert out of the backfield as a pass catcher. So this is where I think Chicago is going to look to maybe try to capitalize on that. Obviously, some vertical downfield stuff with DJ Moore. Can you get Cole Komet maybe on a vertical scene there where Denver has seemingly struggled to stop those types of plays? And then are they going to get a guy out of the backfield? More than likely, no Josie Jewell this week here for Denver. So that means we're going to see Alex Singleton and Drew Sanders. Who plays at Mike? Who plays at Will? I'll be very curious to see what that transition looks like here for Denver. But uh, this is a matchup as well where Denver's going to have to figure out a way to put up points, which, to be honest with you, I think when you watch the film, the Broncos offense can move the ball relatively well, right? But then there's moments where if they have a penalty on a drive, we've seen that kind of set them back a little bit. So can they take advantage of that against Chicago's defense? And can they avoid maybe Chicago's defense just getting right there? I mean, you look at some of the guys that they've they've added there. It's not the Chicago Bears defense that we saw, I think, a few years ago under the Vic Fangio. There's no more Khalil Mack there. There's no, you know, there's no more Adrian Amos in that situation as well. This is a different Bears team. They're young. They have a lot of young guys playing. And listen, is an opportunity for two teams who are sitting at 0-3 to really ask themselves the question, who wants it more? Now, look, here's the thing. I think we got to talk about this. If Denver gets a win, right, I think you're going to see a lot of people, well, it's just the Bears. It doesn't matter. If they didn't beat the Bears, the narrative would be different. Denver's got to just get a win. And offensive tackle Mike McGlinchey told us here this week, he says, look, I've been part of 0-3 teams before. It's about getting a win. It's about going on a streak, right? You get one, okay, then you maybe go on a streak there. You go on a roll. Winning will help build some confidence. And look, I get it. It's against the Chicago Bears, who are one of the worst teams right now in the NFL. Denver's one of the worst teams right now in the NFL. But all you need to do is win. That's the name of the game. It doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Famous person once said that there, if y'all are following along here. But we'll see where things go here for the Denver Broncos this week as they prepare for Sunday's matchup against the Chicago Bears and Broncos country. We've got another episode coming your way tomorrow here on the Locked On Broncos podcast. We're going to take a look at our players to watch. We're going to take a look at our keys to victory. Plus, you're going to get an updated injury report, game status following Friday's practice. You're going to get all that on a bonus episode of Locked On Broncos here tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining, hanging out with us, and making it as part of your day every single day. Broncos country, see you tomorrow.